0: An athlete enduring all the training for many years, for many weeks, for many years. They endure a lot of hardship and pain and suffering just to obtain a prize from earth, an earthly prize. How much more? How much more should we long to pursue and endure? Whatever hardships may be associated with the discipline so that we may achieve a heavenly, eternal Reward. No greater reward is there than to be closer to our God. More than the blessing we want, the one who blesses. More than the gift, we want the giver. The disciplines that we are talking about allows us to be in a position to draw near to God. Tonight we'll talk about celebration. When I hear the word celebration, especially this season, I think about the World Cup. Goal celebrations, how people do a lot of things to celebrate their goals, and how people coming from that nation celebrate with the people scoring the goal. You have people raising up, pointing to the heavens, people sliding on the pitch, people doing somersaults and stuff. And some of the people obviously try to attempt to copy them. Not the somersaults, I don't think. Makes me wonder: how do we actually celebrate? God. And when you talk about celebration, there is always an element of joy. Look around you. Is there joy in the face of the person beside you? Probably this message is for each and every one of us so that we may be more joyful in our journey with God. I heard somebody say, joy is putting Jesus first, others next, and you last. I think that's helpful. J-O-Y, Jesus, others, you. You put other people first. But more importantly, you put Jesus first. But I think there's more to joy than that. There's more to joy than that. Jesus, in all of his time on earth, was an example of joy. Some people think that Christians are just spiritual, religious people who don't like good fun. I beg to differ. We have a God who has a sense of humor because he created you and me. Oh, somebody got that. Okay, good. The angels proclaimed good tidings and great joy to the shepherds. Jesus, when he started off in his ministry, proclaimed in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Let's read that. I think that's powerful at the start of his ministry he read the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to preach the acceptable year of the lord he was referring to the time of jubilee a time where everything bad's turning into something good I think that gives joy to everyone. And Jesus in his uh, final instructions to uh, the disciples mentioned in John chapter 15, verse 11. It's a powerful verse again. Let me read verse 11. These things I've spoken to you. Just, Just pause for a while. What are the things that God has spoken into your life? Just think about those things. And hear this verse again. These things I have spoken to you that my joy, not our joy, but his joy. But that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. My joy remaining in you and that your joy will be full. See, God's joy is immeasurable. And he gives gives us his joy. So when we talk about the discipline of celebration, we, we cannot avoid talking about being joyful. Again, look around you. Are there people who are celebrating God's goodness in joy? Celebration in joy is central to every discipline. The, the disciplines we talked about, meditation, prayer, fasting, studying the Word of God, worship. Because imagine doing all of these things with a sad face. In one of the stories, Esther, Queen Esther, presented herself to the king. In a related story, Nehemiah presented himself to the king. There is a protocol to follow. More, More particularly for Nehemiah, you shouldn't be showing a face that is sad or not happy. Because you're saying... Oh, you're a bad king. You should always be happy. But doing worship, celebration, should be with joy. Because we are declaring to God, Lord God, we trust you. We know that you are in control. Even though things are not going the way I want them to be, I choose to rejoice in you. What did the Bible say? Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again... Why did he have to say again? Because we might forget, might not hear them right. Paul was saying, I actually said, rejoice. Discipline leads to fruitfulness. Why we pray, why we worship, why we study the word of God is for us to be fruitful. As we draw near to God, we become fruitful. But imagine being fruitful without joy. It's as bad as having joy without fruitfulness because fruitfulness without joy is just drudgery just going through the motions i go to work sometimes <sighs> have to do this otherwise i have nothing to pay for the mortgage drudgery but if you only have joy ah, oh, i rejoice in the lord always but you are unfruitful having nothing to show for all the efforts you've done that is barrenness are you with me god wants you to be fruitful As well as joyful. So that your joy may be full. We celebrate because God works in us to make us fruitful. And that produces in us joy. That same joy allows us to carry on doing good things and being fruitful in the process. It's a cycle that God has made for us to be both joyful and fruitful. It's not something that we can attain for ourselves. But it is something that God works in us. God works in us both to will and to do his great pleasures. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. What does the Bible say about this? We always find Jesus a great example. Looking unto Jesus. Can you picture him? Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him did what? Endured the cross. We talked about the athlete having to wake up early in the morning, doing half mile runs every day. We think about a, 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 a woman in labor. Going through the labor pains. Going to 26 hours of labor probably. Just to deliver a baby. But they endure all of that for the joy set before them. We celebrate because we know at the end of all these struggles that we have. God is there for us. Not just to give us a reward, but to give himself to us. Our greatest reward is our God himself. Celebration and joy is central to every discipline. Second point I'd like to share before we go on in worshiping God. Obedience leads to genuine joy. Turn to the, with me to John chapter 15. You want true joy? Let's read, to, read what John 15 verse 10 and 11 says. See on screen? John 15, verse 10. Ooh. What does it say? If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments... And abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that your joy may remain in you and that the joy may be full. So, the joy being full is as a result of our obedience to God. You want joy? Obey God. What are the things that God is telling you to do? Because that may be the key for you to enjoy joy, to enjoy life. Not just being happy, because happiness is based on happenings. Things happening. In ways that would be pleasant for you. In ways that is good for you. But joy is not dependent on happenings. Joy is based on what God has done. I'll give you an example. If I get a raise with my salary, I'll be happy. But if I know that God supplies all my needs... I'll be joyful. There's a difference. The happiness may wane and fade and pass away. It's based on things that are temporal. But the joy of the Lord are based on things that God has done, which cannot be taken off you, because it is God who keeps it and gives it to you. Are you with me? What would you have then? Happiness or joy? That joy gives you The willingness to celebrate. I believe that joy should be based on the fact that the Father loves you unconditionally. Say that with me. The Father loves me unconditionally. That Jesus died for me. Say that again. Jesus died for me. And that the Holy Spirit is alive and at work in my life. Go on. The Holy Spirit is alive and at work in my life. That gives you joy because that are, those things are based on the unchanging God. And your joy will be based on what he has done, not on things that are happening in your life. Celebrate then by keeping God's commandments and that your joy may be full. Third thing, our celebration should be based not on things that are happening around us, not on the anxieties and cares. Philippians chapter 4. Verses 4 to 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. We touched on this earlier. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is, as, is at hand. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, an element of celebration is an attitude of thanksgiving. We sometimes pray, Lord God bless this food and may it give us strength and it give us good health. We pray that at home whenever we eat. But can you imagine thanking God in prayer for the food you eat and then say, this doesn't taste nice, mommy. I don't like this. That doesn't make right. Is there joy in that? Is there a celebration of God's goodness there? I think we need to celebrate for things that are actually there, what God has done, and not turn it around to something that we should be imposing upon God. The key to joy is seeing things in God's perspective. Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus we sometimes see it difficult to celebrate God's goodness when we're going through hard times. It's difficult to celebrate the good if there are overwhelming bad things around us. But let me encourage you. If you set your eyes on God, the author and perfecter of your faith, there is always a reason to celebrate. We're not discounting the bad things happening, but we are seeing beyond the struggles of this world. Jesus said, in this world there are a lot of bad things. But take heart, I've overcome the world. He did not say that. Let's rejoice and celebrate the fact that he sees us through. I... I met a guy who preached and said, Christians should be thermostats and not thermometers. Thermometers go up and down in the readings depending on what is around them. Goes down when it's cold, goes up when it's hot. Probably now if you put a the thermometer out, it will be up. It's quite hot. A thermostat sets the temperature for the environment. You are called to be a thermostat. And in your celebration of God's goodness at work in your life, you are telling people, I have a good God who is alive and at work in me. You are setting the atmosphere for the things around you. You are not being led away by the things that are dictating what you should do or shouldn't do. But you are the one by God's grace in accordance with his word telling, this is the way of the Lord. And it is a good thing. Come and follow me. Are we a thermostat? People want to be around those that make them happy or more fulfilled or gives them a sense of significance and worth. A Christian celebrating God's goodness is like that. Makes the struggles bearable. Lifts the lowly in spirit and gives perspective in the midst of all the confusion. Celebrate God's goodness. Focus on what God has done and is continually doing in your life. Because God will see you through. Set your eyes on things beyond the present. Because he will guide you through all of that. We celebrate in different ways. We sing, we dance. As the worship team have led us to do. We shout, we make joyful noise. But that's not limited to all of that. We celebrate with laughter. When was the last time you had a good laugh? Try looking at the mirror. It works for me. Some people show their celebration by doing creative works of art. Sculpting, painting, making poetry. We celebrate with one another. I just came from a a living do party for a family heading back to the Philippines. And all I heard there were people saying, thank you for being a friend to us. Thank you for your kindness. May God bless you as you go back to the Philippines. And I think that is something we as Christians should be doing repeatedly. Celebrating the goodness of God. Achievements uh, done. Through festivals and holidays, we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Easter. But let's, yes, let's use the opportunity to share God's goodness as we celebrate together with, other nation, with the rest of the nation. If England will win the World Cup, why, why not celebrate? Even if you're not a football fan. It's a goodness that we should share. Let me close in this. We have a good God. All the things that we do, all the things that we say are meaningless without him. And this good God loves us unconditionally. He is continually at work in you, making things better even in the midst of the difficulty. That's a reason to celebrate. A reason to declare to God, Lord God, I put my trust in you. No matter how difficult the situation may be. I know that you will see me through. And I want to continue declaring that in the midst of the people around me. Celebration is, in the book, Celebration of Disciplines, described as a collective discipline. It's something that you share and do together with the rest of other people around you. Let's celebrate together. As we continue to lead in, be led in worship, think about what God has done in your life. Think about the love of God that's unconditional. Think about what Jesus has done, has endured and died on the cross for And Think about the Holy Spirit at work in your life. There is always a reason to celebrate. Let's all stand as we pray. And the band will lead us on to, to worshiping God. Lord God, we set our eyes on you. Not on the things that take away our joy. Not on the things that... Take our focus away from you, the author and perfecter of our life. Lord God, we set our eyes on you. What you have done and what you continue to do in our lives. For you are a faithful God. You are a loving God. Even in the midst of all the struggles, Lord God, there is reason to celebrate because you are unchanging. You deserve our praise. You deserve our thanksgiving because you have been faithful. Every single time we declare we will be a people that will celebrate you and your goodness. Let it start from me. Let it start from this place. And let it flow for all people to know God is good. Amen.